0: Yo, yo, yo. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's The Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Ely. We back in the building. Better than ever, baby. It's a Tuesday. So you know what that means. The Great Debate Show is back with a new episode up. It's available everywhere you get your podcast. Download and subscribe to The Great Debate Show, the hottest independent podcast. Going on around here in the country in the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's a lot of breaking news uh going on. First, we've got the AFC South we want to talk about. Well, I don't know if we're gonna talk about it first, but you've got to tune into that and listen to our takes, our predictions for the AFC South. Uh, does anything change? Does everything change? Or does some things stay the same? And Breaking news out of San Francisco. Nick is ready to probably give me a plate with a fork and knife and everything with my crow sitting right there in the (laughs) plate to eat. We we will see. We will see where I'm going toward that, but you don't want to miss it. Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco. Uh, And we also have a, a problem with the NFL Top 100 list. We've talked about it. A few weeks ago when they were still at like 100 to 60, 50. Now now that they're done with the last 50, we can't wait to talk about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Great Debate Show. First, we're going to start off with the breaking news out of San Francisco. Because to me, it is breaking news. We will get into the AFC South here very shortly. Nick, Terrence, I'm going to let you all talk to give me your uh predictions that was very quick i forgot that you had the other quick Nick, man quick I for- well, yeah i forgot you had the afc south up already so i should have went with that but not yet let's get this out the way good, man. he's got jimmy in the background <laughs> hey guys uh tell me what you all think this means for jimmy garoppolo for trey lance And the San Francisco 49ers as a whole, Jed York just came out a few days ago and he did say that he had no problem with keeping the 49ers. Now, things that Jed York has said, and he hadn't said much uh, during Shanahan and Lynch's, uh, uh, during their time in the front office in San Francisco, I'll give him that. He's been very quiet. But he did say something, and when he said something, usually it sticks. He knew that Garoppolo wasn't going anywhere when he made this statement a few days ago. Um, all right, let's 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 start with Terrence first because it'll be easier to get straight to Nick as he tries to chew my ass out and then come to me after that to see if I have anything left of an ass. Um, left. <laughs> all right, T, go ahead, man. Garoppolo, still a Niner. They restructured the contract. And, uh, well, first, real, real quick, quickly, I'll break it down. He's a backup quarterback for the 49ers, they say, as of now. But he is not getting paid the $25 million. Let me say that first. He is still the highest backup in the league, but it's went from $25 million of a cap hit to $6.5 million. Yes, there are incentives in it. It could be up to $10 million of incentives. But even if that happens, he's still at about $16.5. But right now, they went from having the worst salary cap space in the NFL because of that twenty five hang dangling over them to now being having the fifth most cap space available in the NFL after making this with about 18 million available now. Now Terrence, you can go I just wanted you to know all of the, you know, specifications about this and what happened with this restructuring. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just like a very much a last ditch effort. It was literally the last thing they could do. Um, I think they did a poor job of marketing him as a for trade value, and this is kind of what you get—you end up having to keep him. And they were fortunate to be able to keep him at a at somewhat of a low price uh, mm-hmm. compared to what they would have been paying, which that was the issue all along with Garoppolo—was the, the the contract that was backloaded with money. Um, but my biggest question is, what does it do for Trey Lance? Hmm. Trey Lance was anointed was anointed as a starter, uh, and wasn't supposed to have Garoppolo. Who, even though he hasn't been great, he is a proven starter, especially with that with that team. Uh, but now he's gonna look over his shoulder and see Garoppolo there every Sunday, and I just don't know if that's good or bad for Trey. Now maybe, maybe he can learn a lot from Garoppolo. Maybe you know, in the sense that hey, the team does have great security if if Trey Lance goes down or if, or if he doesn't just if he doesn't play well. But the, if he doesn't play well, part to me is what the issue is because now you know, let's just say he does go a whole season. Hey, they may have just won the bet for Nick because he's gonna look over his shoulder and, and knows that hey, if he messes up this time, two times, three times, uh, Garoppolo is gonna come in the game. We'll see ten headed out there, you know, buckling his side, of his, to the size of his helmet, and that's not what Trey Lance wants to see. So I, I, I think that it's a win for the 49ers, the, the franchise. It's an L for Garoppolo and it's an L for Trey Lance to me.
0: Hmm. All right, Nick. Quick Nick. Quick Nick. Quick Saint Nick. What's happening? What's up, y'all? All
2: right. Y'all want to know, know what the 49ers did? They Kevin Duranted themselves. This is what I mean. The 49ers, as I've said to Jarvis for months now, realize that what they're bringing in is not going to be better than what they're letting walk out the door. So they decided they don't necessarily want to let that walk out the door. So we're going to price him higher than what people are really willing to pay so that he has to stay here. But they did it to themselves as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo doing it to them the way that Kevin Durant did to – Kevin Durant really did it to himself. And then the Nets had to do what they did. But they Kevin Durant them. They said, well, you know, we want first-round pick, we want this, we want that. I was like, no, we ain't paying that for Jimmy Garoppolo. We went uploading y'all cut him. And they said, well, no, we won't cut him. We'll just, we'll pay him. They kept in and ran him. And now Trey Lance is, is, sounds like he's on the verge of getting to Josh Rosen. So <laughs> we'll see, Jarvis. Like I said, I, I, I've i been telling you this since, what, May, March, whatever they decided, and, hey, you know what, Jimmy's not going to be it. We're going to go with Trey. Trey's going to be the guy. Wait. I'm like they don't believe in that dude. No, wait a minute it's now. Like, I, I, and and i just
0: because I just don't believe in him. they don't believe in that dude. But how I'm can he how, how can he become uh, Josh Rosen though? I mean like uh, ain't that a little too soon? Josh Josh Rosen? Like we they had a, they drafted his replacement the next year. Garoppolo will be gone after this year still. Keep in mind, this is the well, unless they give him a new contract and re-sign him, um uh, he's this is still it for him as a niner this season. What happened you think so? What what happened well, when you get it, to week? Well, it looks like a contractual you week word. seven, and you and you looking
2: at a two and five team, and you got and you got a guy that took you to the to the Super Bowl two years ago sitting on the bench. I mean, who are we arguing? You all think, you who, think who? that Rondo started coming from the locker room? And hey, man, you know we did win a lot of games. This other dude, especially
0: this situation where you seven games in and Trey Lance got ten picks yeah. on the season. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see that happening. what I'm saying is. It's still his last year on the contract as a Niner. So unless he gets another contract, he can't beat Josh Rosen unless they have somebody they're going to replace Trey Lance with. Trey Lance can't be Josh Rosen if there's no replacement. Garoppolo will be just showcasing himself for another team. He's, I mean, auditioning for a new team. I don't know. I don't think he'll stay a Niner. He could. But I wouldn't think so. He would probably have to win the Super Bowl in order for him to stay. What?
2: right it would have to go extremely well in order to mend that relationship to a point to where i think he would be comfortable going back for for another year another year right right but that being said i the my, my focus in this conversation is really more on trey lands the idea that he was basically set up and told all, all all season he's gonna be the guy we're getting rid of the uh, the incumbent you know we're gonna clear the way we're gonna we're gonna get rid of brett Favre and bring in Aaron Rodgers. That's what they decided they was going to do. Hey, hey, Brett, we tired of it. I mean, yeah, different situation. Jimmy wasn't, you know, hitting their retirement or whatever. But it was like, hey, man, we we ready to move on. You know, the, uh, the elder statesman, we're going to bring in the young guy, and then, he's, you know, he's ready to go. And then before we even get to week one, they're like, you know, if you want to hang around, I mean, we'll pay you just, just to hold the clipboard for a little while, and then if we do need you to play, we'll pay you what we really should pay you. And then we, you know, it worked for everybody. That's what happened. And so, if I'm a Niners fan, Jarvis, this makes me very nervous.
0: It makes you very nervous. Why does it make you nervous, Nick? If you're a Niners fan, why does it make because you?
2: Because what it says to you, because to what this says to me, is that you have an organization that doesn't trust its most important position.
0: Okay. All right. Um... You're talking about for the future, though, not this season, correct? Both. Both? Okay. For the future, but for this season and going forward. Right, right. Well, he, well, in order for know, him whatever, to be Josh Rosen. If he ain't got it this season, then they trying to, you know, put the Jimmy band back on it. Right. But, I mean, if he in, in order for him to be Josh Rosen, then I would say it would make more sense for the Niners to say, yeah, Garoppolo, yeah, he can be a free agent, but not if we lock him up before, he's a free agent. So, let's just say Everything happens that you say or think will happen. Garoppolo's in now. He's playing. They're winning. Man, you know what? <laughs> he's staying healthy now. If he can stay healthy. And that is most of the reason why they say they they never said one bad thing about Jimmy. They said it is mainly because of his inability of availability. He's just injured too much. when he's playing, When he's healthy, yes, we're winning. But he has not been healthy enough. This is the fifth and final year of a contract. And he's only got 2019, where he was fully healthy. 2021, he was in and out and of the you lineup. Were one,
2: and he was one throw from a
0: championship. Two. Because, because um, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Because if Tart gets the interception, they're probably still in the Super Bowl. And they beat the brakes off the Bengals. Um, even though uh, yeah, well,
2: yeah, you, you, you're you my two Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, I think it's are my two throws. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, probably, yeah, from a second one, potentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, Right. Okay, but anyway, uh, if you're done, Nick, are you done with your take on it, or how do you, I, I? I just want to ask how you feel, how you
2: feeling about it so far. Is it, is it, what does this mean to you? What does it say to you,
0: man? You're gonna Damn be what I think. What you, does it say to you, Atlanta's man? I know y'all, and you're smiling, ladies and gentlemen. We're on Zoom as well, YouTube Live. Uh, if you could see the face of Nick Ely right now, he's smiling from ear to ear because he thinks he knows what I'm about to say. But once again, no, 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 no. You're wrong. I'm not mad at all, Nick. I am happy, Nick, that this happened. And I will explain to you why. I know I get down on Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, man, do I ever. He's one of those guys that you just, he's like, oh, I hope I don't get canceled for this. Sometimes he's like a female. You can't live with him. You can't live without him. Right? All right. He's not good. He's not bad. He's mediocre. with that. He's mediocre, and I hate that damn word, and I hate people that are mediocre because what can I do with that? You know, like, you've got the potential to be great, but you're not. You're not terrible, but you're not great. You're somewhere in between. That's that's not good. But you know what makes this all good for me? It's all of those things I just said him as, but he's a backup, not a starter. And, Nick, that's where I think you're getting this whole thing misconstrued some kind of way. He's the backup quarterback. It is Trey's team. So even though now. he's still – technically, they've said it's still Trey Lance's team. They came I out agree. today. They for came now. out today. Yeah, for now. Just for now. But it's still Trey's team. Now, again, to answer your question about are you right, though, with why he's still a Niner, I have to give it to you. You had to be right about that because if they really believed in Trey – They could have easily just released Jimmy Garoppolo, and they wouldn't give two cents, two flying fucks about Seattle getting him, Cleveland getting him, or New England, or the Giants, or whoever else, the Steelers, whoever decided to say, let's throw a ring and a hat on Jimmy. They know that Jimmy's still good enough, and if we let the shoulder heal up, and if we're still bad by week five, week six, we've got him right here. Now again, there's a no trade clause in this contract, no tag clause, but this doesn't mean he can't get traded. They've mutually agreed that if something is on the table and it makes sense for Jimmy and the Niners can, you know, give their consent, then it can still happen. But they can't make a trade without Garoppolo's consent. That's what the clause is for. But if there's a good situation by the, the trade deadline, which there will be a few out there probably. They'll go from there. So, again, there's you no know guarantee. what that means? Hey, Jimmy,
2: if this trade thing works out, then somebody will come calling for you for too long. You know, quarterback gets hurt, the Jets, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: If this trade thing does,
0: doesn't work out, come on, bro. You, you know how this thing goes. Come on. Yeah, we right. You. And I'm not arguing with that. That's very well how it could go. Or it could just be one great season with both quarterbacks, and they could really have some fun with this thing or if Jimmy does have to finish the season, there's still, oh, yeah, do still hope and promise for, well, here's the thing now. Trey is the starter now. So all of that talk that Jimmy Garoppolo was hollering last year, early in 2021, is that, hey, it's kind of messing up my rhythm. Garoppolo has done enough or lack thereof enough for us to know that, <laughs> what, what rhythm, what rhythm, you know? So I think Shanahan is at a point now to where, Jimmy, you don't make no decisions here. You don't call the shots. If I want you to come in on this third and four that I know you can precisely, efficiently throw this quick post, quick slant, skinny post, whatever it may be, you're coming in for that play versus third and one where I know I got Trey and he's going to run a, He's gonna run the option. He, he can do what he wants and he can give defenses fits. But that's not what I'm so ecstatic about. I'm happy and very excited because we've got the best of both worlds also. I mean, I never said for one moment that I did not want Jimmy Garoppolo as a Niner. He's got to go, he's got to go, he's got to go. I was saying that because of the $25 million. I know I brought that up 25 million times. Well, guess what? They're not paying that 25 million. They're only paying six and a half. So I get to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on my roster and I get to save. And now it's 18 million still in the cap and you're still here. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with it as Trey number one, Jimmy number two. Now, here's the other thing, the bright side to this, because it probably will happen. I definitely see how this story is going to go now. I see Jimmy Garoppolo probably coming in, having to save the day of Trey either not playing good enough or some kind of fake injury that they're hollering. And I know for a fact Jimmy will probably be in at some point before they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'm not sure exactly what week that is, but whenever they play Brady, I wouldn't be surprised if Garoppolo is the starter by then. This just gives me more, more kind of confirmation on what the Niners could do this season. They may be in the Super Bowl. Now that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team, I will not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo comes in late, gets the Niners to the, through the postseason and the Super Bowl just to shut up people like me, the Jimmy G Doubters. I would not be surprised if that's how the story ends. And I will be perfectly fine with that because one thing about me, I could care less who is under the center as a Niner if we win the Super Bowl. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. It could be Trey Lance. It could be Batman and Robin. It could be the Joker. I could care less as long as we win the Super Bowl. And I think this is a great thing for Niner fans because they all can come together now. Everybody that holler for Trance that wants Trey, 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 I mean, Trey, 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 Trey Day, Trey Five, this is good. He's still the QB. (laughs) He's still a QB one. So everybody still can cheer for him. And the people that kept saying, it's another day, and Jimmy Garoppolo's still a Niner, everybody on Twitter that would still say, hey, it's August the 12th, and Jimmy Garoppolo's still a Niner. They didn't want him to leave. They get what they want as well. He's still a damn niner. I'm fine with it. I could care less who's the the quarterback as long as they win. So basically, yes, Nick, I'm sure you're right. You're right. They don't really believe in him like they say they do. But they are giving him the keys for now just to save face, I believe, that, hey, hey, we gave him the keys. He played okay. They're giving him a learner's permit. They ain't giving him the full license yet. There you go. That's probably exactly what it is, <laughs> man. You, you're probably exactly right. But, again, I'm okay with it because we now probably have one of the deepest quarterback rosters in the league now with Trey and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying either one of them are goaded. They're not. They're not great. But we have one with a higher ceiling, and we have one who's bumping his head on the ceiling, but he's not bad for a backup to still be there. If we got to look to Jimmy in January, which is probably exactly how the story, the script will go. They'll be confident in that. Um, and if you were right out along about Debo wanting to be traded because he knew Trey wasn't ready, then look, he gets his moment too as well because this quarterback will be playing at some point. I'm sure. But I think it'll be from a fake injury or a real injury. If it happens, I don't think they'll just bench Trey Lance. From playing too bad. I don't think that's how it'll go. Because then because then we'll have this this, this question again next year. Hey, is Trey ready now? It's year three, damn it. it damn, damn, is he ready now? And I don't think that's how it's going to go. I,
2: I, I By could the be way, wrong. 49ers uh, play the Bucks week 14. Yeah. In December.
0: That sounds about right. That'll probably be the first or second game. That'll probably be Garoppolo's second game as a starter. And he may end up having to play all the way until late January. And I won't be surprised if that's the way it goes down. Meaning that Trey Lance will still have the Niners at a probably – I think he could still get the Niners – man, you said week 14? That means Trey would have to still get the Niners nine, ten wins. And I think he can do that. Because I don't think they'll be – I don't think they'll have a bad record. I think he just has to finish it. I think this will be more of a Carson Wentz, Nick Foles type thing in Philly where they were good with the starter – And but they had a good reliable backup. And that's exactly how it could go. This could very well be the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles, now that I think about it. And wouldn't that piss you off, Nick? Wouldn't that piss you off, Eagle? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's let's play this out real quick. So you tell me if that's Jimmy's second game, so then he would have come in, he would have been the starter in week 13.
0: That sounds about that sounds fitting.
2: So 13 to 18, that's six games. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, if I have you, a I, Keep in I, I mind, I got him winning way. twelve. If if Jimmy comes in and if Jimmy if
2: that was a situation and Jimmy came in and turned it around, and let's say they went six and zero to close the season, y'all could have walked into week thirteen with like three wins, and then still been able to turn it around if he if he came and did something crazy like that, wow. which would be kind of up the Nick Foles' route. I yep. think Nick Foles took over week week fourteen when it was only um yep. 16 games so he would have taken 14 15 16 and 17 and then all the way through the playoffs
0: yeah but y'all was number one a... y'all were, uh, y'all were still number one in the east in the in the nfc i believe at that time when when Carson yeah, Wentz, Carson went Wentz was
2: the mvp of the league at that time and i
0: think i think i think the niners will be just fine before he goes down or something will happen and then there's jimmy
2: Carson Wentz had been has been MVP since then, by the way. He has not. He has been the LVP. He's has been terrible.
0: He has. He has. Even though you seem to think that's going to turn around in Washington, Nick. I, but, I, I still got a little bit of faith in him. Right.
2: Uh, I, I think Washington could be a good situation as soon as they got something kind of coming together over there. Yeah. But uh, you know, not good enough to win a division. But right. um, you know.
0: Okay. Well, I'm done. That's all I have to say. Again, I do think you were right. It seems that they don't have all the trust in Trey, as they said. Uh, Jimmy would be long gone. He shouldn't be on that 49er sideline as Trey being a day one starter. He shouldn't be. Maybe he'll be inactive for the first couple of weeks of the season. He hasn't had any preseason. I won't be surprised if he's inactive to start the season off. And then at some point, he'll start, you know, he'll get on the active roster. Trey will still be playing okay or maybe up and down. And then something happens, and then he'll be in. Maybe. Maybe not. For all we know, Jimmy Garoppolo may not play one damn snap this season. He's just going to be great insurance. Either way, I'm fine that both of them are on the roster. Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgrade from Nate Sudfield as our backup. So I'm cool, and I'm only paying him $6.5 million? I'm fine. Now we can take that 18 per and we need to find a way to spin it all on an offensive lineman or two because our offensive line is not looking that sharp. But I'm done. Trent Williams and everybody else. Trent Williams and everybody else. You're damn right. That's got how, That's going to have to change if the Niners are going to do anything that I'm saying they're going to do. But – It's looking like it's going to be a 2020 season as well sometimes with these injuries. Debo is nicked up. Jimmy Ward is out for the first four weeks of the season due to a bad hamstring. uh, Elijah Mitchell, the running back, he's down. And this was supposed to be the year that we finally had a running back two straight years, have a great season and 1,000 yards or whatever like that under a Shanahan system because it's always been a different back. Don't know about that either. So it's either 2020 and I'm out. With the bets and everything, I'm dead wrong. It's over. Or the Niners are still going to be a good team with Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Nobody has a backup as as valuable as we do. That is that is a that is a fact. All right. So we've got Lamar Jackson who has just said um, that uh, the Baltimore Ravens or whoever it it is in the media that is spreading this word this 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 article report about. Uh, Lamar Jackson turning down a $250 million contract. Lamar Jackson has came out today and said that is cap, straight false. The Ravens didn't offer me $250 million guaranteed. So, Terrence, we're going to start with you. And really, you're the only one that has to give your two cents on it if you want uh, because we do have to move on. What do you think about this? I know we've been on Lamar back and forth. I've told you he's crazy for even being at practice. He said after week one, that's it. I mean, by week one, shut it down. Um, Why didn't the Ravens offer that? Since we know that Lamar didn't turn it down. And it's looking like Lamar wants more than Kyler Murray money. He wants Deshaun Watson money. So, your thoughts on what the Ravens are doing and what Lamar is doing?
1: Well, it's it's like I said when we talked about it earlier. uh, Just quoting Derry Jeter, loyalty one way is stupidity. And I I think that, um, unfortunately, Lamar is – Quite possibly, de- possibly develop this sense of loyalty to the Ravens. Listen, they took a chance on him. They drafted back in the first round to pick him. Nobody else had him, you know, ranked that high in the first round. Yeah. Um, they gave him a chance, pretty much off the bat. Flacco went down, and Lamar had to go in, and and the rest is history. So I I don't I, I don't mind the loyalty, but at the same time, you also have to keep in mind the the business part of this, and I don't think that he is really embraced that part well enough for me because I don't think he should to me, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have shot him to workouts. He shouldn't have practiced that brother should, should have gotten paid and he, and he shouldn't have to fight this hard to get paid. Right. Whatever the dollar amount is, as long as it's fair, he should get paid. Um, and as far as, uh, them putting stuff out, I think the NFL teams do this all the time. They, this is part of the negotiation. They put out things and try to try to make the player look bad or sound bad. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, Sometimes it might be true. Sometimes it might be a lot of half truths. Um but we know one thing when a team wants to cut you they cut you and they got to push shit out about you. Right. You know, so it's just man, it's just it's just dirty business, but NFL teams do this all the time. We saw that uh the Titans were putting out stuff about AJ Brown about him being a bad teammate and whatever the case may be, but the Eagles paid him immediately. So, you know, and if, if the Ravens don't pay him somebody will. Yeah. But I just I just hate that it's taking this long, man. I, You know, as a fan, I'm getting a little bit uneasy yeah. because I just fear that he might get hurt or he they might just have a bad year, you know, and the brother doesn't get paid. And yeah. you don't get really many opportunities to get paid, man. Every once in a while, you know, we saw Mike Vick. Thank goodness he was able to come back around and get his money at the end. Yeah. But that doesn't happen to everybody.
0: Yeah, right. It doesn't. Michael Vick was pretty durable, too, believe it or not. He would get nicked yeah. up a few times, but... He, he never was out for the season for anything, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he
1: he he, he did have a broken fibula. He came back at the end of the season. Oh, oddly enough, my Ravens were the ones that hurt him in the preseason.
0: Oh, mm. Gotcha. Uh, who was That's the, gotta the
1: gotta guy go. that hit what, him? What, 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 oh, what team
0: was he playing for then?
1: He was with the Falcons. It okay, was the Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah. Okay, it was like his third year, maybe. Okay, gotcha. And uh, maybe his second year, going into his second year, going into his third year, and. Uh, The the guy that hit him, his name was going to hit me in a second, but he hit him low and it broke his fibula and uh, he was out for like thirteen games, I think.
0: Oh damn! Okay, that was that was that's a while back then, but that Ravens defense, yeah, yeah. But other than that,
2: he was pretty durable. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm pulling for Lamar and I'm 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 betting on him. You know, I I think he's going. I do agree that if I as a if I was a Ravens fan, I definitely be nervous about the fact that they're that they're waiting to pay him. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, just that that breeds kind of a, a contempt um, amongst you that could, you know, potentially lead to him not wanting to sign, even if he does have a great season this year, um, you know, maybe wanting to be elsewhere because he didn't feel appreciated. Um, I think by the same token, you know, uh, Lamar might just feel as though, hey, you know, if you're going to pay me, you need to pay me, you know, Deshaun Watson get 230 guaranteed. And I, you know, I haven't had any of his problems, and I've had more success in terms of where I've led this team and where, and the, my individual accolades. My my conversations need to start there, not with Kyler Murray, who hasn't done any of those things. Um, and so, you know, because of that, I, I'm I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets it right. I hope it works. And I hope he, you know, turns into kind of what what the Yankees are looking at with Aaron Judge. You know, they didn't pay him the way they should have, and now you about to, you know, hit what 60 home runs this year. Now yep. what you have to pay him. Yeah. And I hope Lamar kind of has that kind of a season, you know, 4,500 yards uh, passing, 1,200 yards rushing, 45, 47 touchdowns accounted for, you know, low turnovers, and the Eagles win the Super Bowl. But, you know, great season for Lamar nonetheless.
0: <laughs> Damn. Hey.
2: You, he can lose to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. How you about you that? Don't, you don't let, even go.
0: Right. Yeah, with that. You don't let good players like that leave your squad, though, whether you're Aaron Judge or Lamar Jackson, so – Uh, I definitely see him getting paid at some point here. But to keep this drama and this story alive, it probably won't be by the week one deadline. And who does that anyway? I don't care if you pay me by week one or week six. Let's get it cracking. Um, But again, that's neither here nor there. We are going to move on. And we're moving on to, um, what do we want to get into first? How about the good old AFC South? All right. The AFC South is... um, the AFC South is is supposed to be pretty good. It's always been one of those divisions that's, you know, kind of been up and down, and um, one team gets in, maybe two. That there's always two that's going to be at the bottom for the most part, and those teams that are usually at the bottom are the right, uh the, the the what, the Jaguars and the Titans. I mean, the Jaguars and the uh, Texans. But let's see what they think. As we move on uh, with the show, I got my guys back in here. And uh, AFC South is what we are uh, getting started on. So, Terrence, Nick, um, this division this year in 2022, uh, you've got Doug Peterson who is joining the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has a hell of an arm talent. However, he had a lot of bad decision-making in in his rookie season, and it was his rookie season. Um, Peyton Manning had one of the worst rookie seasons ever when it comes to interceptions. So we're not going to judge him by that. Could year two be better for him in the AFC South with Doug Peterson coming? And if so, how much better does that make the Jaguars in a division with the Texans and the Titans and the Colts? Uh, Let's start with Terrence. Uh, with the ALC South, your predictions.
1: Yeah, well, starting off with Jacksonville, man, I feel like we just have to kind of take what they had last year and almost completely erase it because Urban Meyer was that terrible of a person, that terrible of a coach. Urban Meyer, to put it simply, didn't give a damn. And it's hard to judge a team when the coach legitimately, literally, doesn't give a damn. And that's my last cuss word today. We got to keep it PG. I
2: know what's good. Uh, <laughs>
1: but, uh, but no, so I, I want to give the Jacksonville Jaguars a clean slate, which is pretty hard to do sometimes because, like, all we know is what we saw last season, right? Outside of, like, when you get key additions here or there, you pretty much have to go on what you saw last year. But I don't want to do that. So I'm going to give them a clean slate. And I want to say that by saying, now, I don't know exactly what their record was last year. I know that they uh, they didn't look very well at all last year, but I am going to give them a solid eight wins this year. Mm. Uh, I say that because Trevor Lawrence has the talent; he will get better. I think Doug Peterson and that in that system, which has been proven essentially everywhere it's gone. Uh, Nick, we don't want to hear you talk about that system. <laughs> uh it has been proven essentially everywhere where it is. You know, I was using in Philly on the Reed, over in Kansas City under Reed and uh and, and what's that guy out there and um, uh the OC over in, in Philly. Uh yeah know how these names work with me sometimes. Frank Wright, Frank Wright. Frank Wright, but that, and, and who and who his, uh and who came in after him? Uh we we, we try to get him coaching jobs every year. To the Eagles? No, 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 I'm saying, oh, no, the, who's the O.C. That, that's there now? It's in Philly now? No, Kansas City. I'm, I'm getting back to Philly. Eric B no, e- e- Eric, B enemy. Eric B enemy. Yes. Biennium, yes, yes, good grief. I'm sorry, y'all. You're good. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then back in Philly, you know, where um, uh, Peterson was there for a while, and, you know, hey, Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, so that, that system has been proven that pretty much everywhere it's gone. The Andrew Reid offensive coaching tree. Uh, so I look to see a little bit of magic with that. But what I'm looking forward to most because, and I think most of us forgot this, and I, I, I've got this guy on both of my fantasy teams. I'm looking for a big rebound year from Etienne Jr. Uh, Being out all oh, last year with a foot injury, the guy's going to come back. And, uh, and, and I think it says something that him and um, Lawrence played together in Clemson. Those guys have a good history, a good rapport with each other, and I think that that might translate on the field this year. It couldn't translate last year because Etienne got hurt, I think, in the preseason, and Urban Meyer, we know what he didn't care about. So uh, uh, I just I look forward to those guys having a bounce back season or just a good season. I don't want to call it a bounce back season because last season doesn't count. Eight wins for Jacksonville, uh, Houston. Uh, See, Houston, I have nothing for, man. I, I think that they're going to be at the bottom of the division. I just don't see anything about that team that intrigues me. Um, They have not recovered from the Deshaun Watson. You know, the thing about Mike Vick and, and when he got suspended for those couple of years was that Atlanta immediately drafted Matt Ryan and they were on the down for one year, right? Like, they, they were down for that one year. The next year, Matt Ryan, the Matt Ryan and Ryder White era kind of took over. And they, you know, they were at the very least a decent team from that point on. I don't see that in Houston. I see Houston, they just look to be okay with being at the bottom of the division. And I think that's where they'll be. <laughs> uh not even not even without even taking a hard look at their schedule. To me, they just haven't made any moves that make me say, hey, this team is different from the team that uh Deshaun Watson left. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys, you know, may have any any uh, quick rebuttal to that, but I just I just don't see it. They they haven't shown me anything to make me believe that you uh, know they they did beat Jarvis's four to minus down in the preseason, but preseason doesn't <laughs> count, man. <laughs>
0: no
1: and, and just looking at the quick schedule, I mean they 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 get the Bears the third week of the season. They might be able to sneak a win in there if if they're gonna get a win, it better be that one. Um, and yeah, it just it just doesn't get any better from there, honestly. So I'm gonna give them to give them four wins, and they'll be in competition for the uh, the top pick in the draft, which is probably what they want anyway. And I don't blame them. They've got to replace the Sean Watson, and if you're not going to replace him through a free agency, the only place to do it is through the draft, and you know that's their best shot. So good luck to them on that. Good luck to them being the first, second, or third pick in the draft because that's where they'll be. Uh, I'm going to go. On, <laughs> I'm going to go on to Indianapolis, and I'm 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 not doing this in order of who I think will be first, second, or third in the division. I'm doing it in order of the storyline, and I'll explain in a second. Indianapolis, they did make an, an off-season addition. Uh, even though they got rid of Carson Wentz, they did add Matt Ryan. I just mentioned him. And I think Matt Ryan, his experience, Jonathan Taylor's ability to absolutely run the ball, uh, many have him projected to be the first or second running back this year, but either him or Derrick Henry can't really argue with that. Um, they do have a little bit of a rough schedule, I think, but I also think that they will... Definitely be good enough to spring up 9, 10 wins, maybe even 11. Uh, that defense has always been solid. It's been one of the best defenses of the past two or three years. And I, I think they'll they'll win the division at, at those uh, 10 or 11 wins. That brings me to the Titans. Now, I I, I picked the Titans last because we had a very lengthy conversation uh, at the beginning of this show about Garoppolo. And that, let, that should get, let you guys know where I'm going. And I just think from the talent that I've seen from Malik Willis, he can't be on the bench long, man. And I don't know if Tennessee knows what they did by picking him, or maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they are just planning for, like, the future, you know, two or three years from now. But I think I feel the same way about Tannehill, excuse me, that Jarvis feels about Garoppolo. He'll always be one throw away, two throws away, because he doesn't have the talent. He's a good football player. He's not a great football player. Malik Willis, to me, has the potential to be a great football player. He's got the talent. And I think that Malik Willis and Derrick Henry in that backfield creates problems that you don't really have with Tannehill. And Malik Willis can absolutely sling it. Like, if anybody's questioning that guy's throwing, man, they're not watching him because I saw that guy throw sidearm, and and it literally looked like, one of those bullets off the movie wanted with Angelina Jolie, like he went around the linebacker and right into the defender's hands. Hmm. Uh, there's not many guys that can do that. So uh, with that being said, I don't think they're going to start uh, Malik Willis soon enough, and I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to have the season that he's been having. I don't know if he's fully back heel from that foot injury. The last time we saw him on the field, he didn't look great. And I think that might translate over into this season. And I'm gonna give them uh nine wins, but I do I do think that the Indianapolis Colts will still hold on to the division.
0: So you got the so so the Colts will win the division with ten? Maybe ten the, Colts are winning maybe?
1: the division with ten or eleven wins and the Titans will be in second with uh nine with Jacksonville being right behind them.
0: Okay. All right. Hmm. Nick. Okay. Well,
2: I, I don't quite have it as intriguing intriguing, and twisted of a way of presenting this as Terrence did. <laughs> uh, but I, I will tell you this. Um, you know, I, I definitely would also agree that Texas will be at the bottom of the division. I think the middle of the division may be a little more interesting, um, you know, than what, what a lot of people may think, just because of what you just said, Terrence, uh, you know, in regards to the Jaguars. Uh, Urban Meyer, I, you know, whether I agree that he... Didn't care or not. I don't necessarily think that's that would be my assessment of it. It was just more so he didn't know what he was doing. He he Urban Meyer didn't know how to coach grown men. He knew how to deal with college players who you know didn't make the money that he made and that you know had the answer to him or he could pull their scholarships that he had power over. But when he's dealing with grown men who make more money than him and that got wives and families and and not gonna put up with his stuff, basically he didn't know how to how to deal with that. So I think that was really that that's more of it. From my assessment, um, just kind of looking at
1: it. And, but, Nick, and but Nick, being caught in the strip club dancing with strippers when you're a married man, you don't give a
2: damn. Well, no, because here's the thing, and uh, I'm sure in Ohio he probably does it all the time. Because because he, he he goes he goes where he's protected. You understand? And so he he thought that he would have that same. I think I think he actually owned this place that he got caught in, if I'm not mistaken. So that's or, or <laughs> frequented. He, he either owned it or frequented it or something. Uh, it, it was somewhere he was familiar with being, so maybe he's been getting away with it for a while, and then this mm-hmm. time he didn't. Um, but you know, like I said, just from a football standpoint, and from a you know dealing with your players and have a relationship in the locker room, uh, I think his issue is just that he did not know how to deal with grown men. He knew how to deal with people who who had who he had power over. Um, but that being said, you know the Jaguars do actually have a decent bit of talent. I was a little surprised to see them. Well, I wouldn't say I was uh, that surprised, but I was a little bit surprised uh the to see him trade LaVisca Chanel a little earlier. He was a guy, uh, when he came out, he showcased a lot of physical talent. Um, you know, just kind of had, had some of the cases that dropped. He's not the greatest route runner. Uh, but physically, you know, he, he was definitely very impressive. Uh, but he'd been there a couple of years at this point, so I think they were just ready to move on. They obviously paid a lot of money to Christian Kirk in the all season. Uh, I don't know how much faith I have in Christian hurt Kirk. But in the team overall, even though I, I haven't always been the biggest fan of Trevor Lawrence, I think they could be, make things interesting with Tennessee. Uh, I think I will still agree that they'll fall a little short of of Tennessee, um, put Tennessee in the second spot and, and the Jaguars in the third. But I wouldn't be surprised to see that order flip flop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, of course, you know uh, at the top I got the Colts, who actually would even have as a dark horse, dark horse uh, Super Bowl contender. I think with Matt Ryan being there, he'd be more consistent than what Carson Wentz was last year. Uh, you know, a few less turnovers, uh, better you know command and control of the locker room. Uh, you know, he's more, he's a much older veteran, obviously, than Carson Wentz is, but still got some, still got some gas left in the tank. Um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously talked about him and, and kind of his talent. Uh, you know, he's kind of competing in that, you know, best running back, second best running back in the league category to some, uh, well, to me as well, but, uh, I've, I've got some beef with Jonathan Taylor a little later. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, but, um, I think, I think the Colts would be pretty good, like you said, the uh, the defense that you mentioned. I think they're definitely a darker Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender. Uh, mm-hmm. So eleven, maybe even twelve wins is not is not a you know out of the realm possibility for me.
0: Okay, so Nick, you said you may have the Titans flipping with the Jags in the middle of the division or at number two. Is that what you said?
2: I, yeah,
0: I, I can see I can see that potentially. Yes, but your reason for that would be like, what's your reason for the Titans not being better than the Jaguars? The, or, did you, well, or did you not
2: carry well, okay, it? I guess because on top of that, because I, I don't have the most faith in Matt Ryan, or not Matt Ryan, excuse me, in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I also, uh, I, I think Derek Henry will be okay. I think he'll be back. But, the, but without the faith in Ryan Tannehill, obviously they they got rid of the best receiver. I don't think the kid from Arkansas is what they think he's going to be. Um, you know, so, so I, I think they'll, they'll struggle. They'll become a lot more one-dimensional uh, than even what they have been. And, uh, you know, once teams kind of get get a key on that, it'll make it difficult on Derrick Henry. Um, and then, you know, the defense is still pretty good, but, uh, you know, good enough to get them some wins, particularly in the AFC South. Uh, but it, it could get interesting with, with the Jaguars.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible then. Uh, I like how both of you all, you know, really broke it down, went very in-depth on your reasons to why uh, these teams will finish where they finish. But it seems that you both have the coats making the playoffs this season, something that they didn't do with Carson Wentz winning the AFC South. Am I correct? Correct. All right. Uh, Nick, uh, we've already done the NFC East, and you've got the Washington Commanders. I want to say you have them finishing second behind your Eagles? That's correct. So you don't think that's contradicting your statement a little bit with having the Colts make the postseason without Wentz, but you think he can still take the commanders to the postseason?
2: Um, no, I, I don't. Because I, th- I think the situation in, in Indianapolis soured uh, more so than, than you know, obviously he's getting the first start in Washington. I think that situation went sour a lot more quickly than people expected. Uh, I remember correctly there was some tension with him, and uh, I think Frank Wright was still the coach. Right. And the so things kinda didn't go as well there. And um Okay. okay. So I, I think that situation just went went left kind of quickly. Um it just wasn't as good of a situation as it looked like it was gonna be when you first got there.
0: Okay. All right. Well I'll take that back. If you have Washington at number two, they still shouldn't make the postseason, I wouldn't think. Uh two teams coming out the NFC East just it just doesn't sound right. Um and I don't know when the last time it's happened either. So that probably won't be the case for the commanders, But I just had to point it out. You do think Wentz will be better in Washington, and I'm like, hmm. But he also says that Matt Ryan is going to be better than Carson Wentz was, which I agree. But I just had wanted to point it out to see exactly how, how far he's willing to go with that. Okay, so AFC South, man, I pretty much got everything the same as you all except for the bottom two probably, which – Really doesn't matter because it's the bottom two. I got the Jaguars at the bottom at 6 and 11. I do think that Doug Peterson helps Trevor Lawrence, and they they can definitely move the ball, move the chains more offensively. However, I'm not really sure how much, you know, whose fault was what when Carson Wentz and the whole train went down in Philly. You know, it seemed that Doug Peterson was, was a pretty hot commodity as a head coach and a play caller, and Carson Wentz was killing it. He was lighting it up before he went down to the injury, and he was so hot with the play calling and everything. Nick Foles still won a Super Bowl with that coach. Then things kind of started to just, like, the fire went out, and, man, I didn't know really who was more responsible, but I want to say it was more Carson Wentz to blame. So Doug Peterson can definitely turn things around for Trevor Lawrence in year two. However, man, they just traded away another receiver who I thought still had a promising career in Chenault and, you know, I don't, I can't recall what they've done defensively, what moves they made defensively to get better. Only thing I know is they paid Christian Kirk a lot of money, uh, whatever his name is Christian Kirk. I think I said that right, Mm -hmm. but I mean, let's be honest, that was overpaid, and I don't think it was. was. And if he's their number one, good luck, Jacksonville. But I do think they'll be better, but defensively, I can't think of anything or any reason on why they would be any better. Now, who I do think is better defensively, the Houston Texans. They're pretty good. I'm not just going off of a preseason game. They gave Trey Lance problems last season when he had to start and Garoppolo was out in a late week 15, week 16 game or something like that. The Niners won, but it wasn't easy. Lovey Smith is now the head coach. Davis Mills, there's got to be something to this guy. They didn't go get Garoppolo. They didn't go get anyone. I'm hearing that he's not bad. Maybe there's something in Davis Mills that they like, that they see, if they can just, you know, Good time management. I see the Texans winning a few games more than um, just the bottom. I actually have them at like 7 and 10. I've got Jacksonville at 6 and 11. Uh, the Houston Texans at 7 and 10. And now um, there's a lot of 10 and 7 teams that I'm going to have in my AFC playoff, in my a- AFC picture. Excuse me. So we'll start with uh, the Colts and the Titans. All right. Everything that Terrence said about the Titans, I agree with. Malik Willis is going to be a star. He's going to be a stud. I've looked at his film. I've looked at it. I've looked at the tape. And the times that I, the few times that I looked at the tape, and I've done this before preseason, I've done this before preseason, and somebody knows what I told them about Malik Willis. When I looked at the film, I saw a young Russell Wilson. I saw somebody that can get out of the pressure, scramble outside the pocket like Russell Wilson, and throw a dot. Like Russell Wilson, that means a dime. That is a good accuracy deep throw. I think he can do that. The tape shows that he can. Can he do it in the NFL? We've already kind of seen him do that this preseason somewhat. And his, pro- his pocket presence, we'll see how that is, him standing in the pocket. But, yeah, I think he's going to be a star. However, I don't know when he's going to play. Now, I can see this guy coming out sometime by week eight and having to take the Titans into the postseason. I can definitely see that. But if Tannehill is playing the entire season, I got the Titans at like 10 10 and 7. And that's just because, hey, they're still a good team with Derrick Henry in the backfield with uh, a good defense that is better than what people want to give them credit for. This is Jeffrey Simmons in a contract year. They've got some of their corners back healthy. One of them that they drafted a few years back in Farley. These guys are healthy in the secondary. The secondary is kind of their strength now. And I think the Titans defense is going to, Harold Landry coming out the edge. Uh, We've got Bud Dupree back in another year. Now in this defensive scheme, look out for the the Titans defense to overcome whatever it is that the Titans offense will be missing with A.J. Brown. But because it's Tannehill, I can only give him 10. Now, if it's Malik Willis and he ends up playing early or kind of early, Man, the Titans could be a – they could be a two a, – a, they could be a top three seed again. All right, this was the number one seed team last year, so I'm not trying to disrespect the Titans, but it is time for that Tannehill train to stop. And I think it's this will be it for Tannehill. Watching over your shoulder looking at that young brother who is going to be a stud, a star, you know those picks and everything is gonna start coming somewhere around here in the season. Give me ten and seven for the Titans, and in the Indianapolis Colts, I got them winning the South just like you guys. Twelve and five, I see twelve wins. I tried hard and hard and hard to give them more losses. I just don't see it. I think they even go on the road and surprise a few teams and upset a few teams because of the defense and the running game, the way they play. They will they will control the clock. They will win the TOP. That's what Frank Clark. I mean, uh, that's what Frank Wright does, and I think that he's a good coach. I think he's a good quarterback coach. It's just that Carson Wentz cannot be saved. I think that's it for him. I'm sorry. I just think that's it. I could be wrong, but I think that's it. Frank Wright and Matt Ryan. That's a better relationship. And Matt Ryan can get them a few more wins than last season. This was a playoff team last year, damn it. It was Carson Wentz that stunk it up and just couldn't get enough for them. I'm not going to say he stunk it up. He just didn't give them enough. His numbers don't look bad, but he didn't make the plays that they needed to make. Everything was just relying on Jonathan Taylor. And for Jonathan Taylor to have the season he had, knowing that it was going to be a run first team with Carson Wentz under the center, that says a lot about Jonathan Taylor. He is still the second best running back in the division, or in the league, whatever you want to say, Derrick Henry's still number one. But I think that Matt Ryan being better than Tannehill, that's the difference in who wins the division right there in my book. Give me Matt Ryan and the Colts to win 12. Michael Pittman has a breakout year with Matt Ryan. And that is what's going to be the difference for the Colts. Uh, And that's it for the AFC South. We've all got the Colts winning it, so we will see. And we've all got the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. Next week, we've got a two-for-two, two, AFC West, AFC North. We'll start with the North, and we'll let Terrence give his Baltimore Raven prediction first and uh, or last if he wants to do that. And then we're going to finish it off with the best in the West, and that is the AFC West. And you're not going to um, want to miss this one. I promise you. I want to I wanna give my predictions now, but I can't. But you don't want to miss it. It's going to be good. And uh, there will be some hot takes in that one. Um, that's all I've got, Nick. I know you want to talk about the NFL 100 list. I don't know how many issues you've got, but I'm asking you if you could give your frustrations about this list as quick as possible, um, please.
2: Yeah, yeah. I actually been looking over here while you, while you was talking. So you know, I I went through it the way that I, I actually saw it, which I actually saw it in the on when I saw the graphic. In order of going from 20 to one, and so I'm looking through it in the in, the, in from the 11 to 20, 20 to 11. You know, there's little things I can gripe about. Uh, you know, Michael Parsons being over uh, Justin Jefferson and, and uh, Shaq Leonard or Darius Leonard as we've known him. He uh, he's on to using and going by Shaq now. Uh, you know, Michael Parsons. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a great year last year, but it's only been one year. Uh, Darius Leonard has been, you know, arguably the best linebacker in the league for, for a number of years now. Uh, Justin Jefferson's had a couple of great years so far. I could argue about that stuff, you know. A couple of other ones in the middle there, but where I really got my first big issue, or really the 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 crux of both of my issues, is the fact that at four and five, you got Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor over T.J. White, over Devontae Adams, over Patrick Mahomes, over Jalen Ramsey, over Travis Kelsey, over Miles Garrett, over Derrick Henry. Over Josh Allen, over Trent Williams, over Tyreek Hill. My, my point is that they should not be four and five. They should be more like fifteen and sixteen. Um, and so the idea that they're that they're already that high up in the league to me is is a little bit crazy. You know, I didn't have a big problem with Tom Brady being ranked number one. I definitely thought it should have been Aaron Donald. Uh, he got number two. Uh, I, I would say I would vote for Aaron Donald to be uh, far and away really be the best player in, in football at this point. Uh, but, you know, you want to make it Tom Brady, fine. I, I won't fight him on it forever. But, like I said, the Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup part was just, I, I did. I mean, I, I get they both had great seasons, uh, but they, they, it was one great season, you know. And the guys that they're ahead of, you know, have had numbers of great seasons back-to-back. David Ramsey is, you know, the best cornerback in the league. Devontae Adams, is, we, we said all year, and said all the years before that, best receiver in the league. And one year puts these guys over them. it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: All right, but let me let – me, let me I want to make sure that we're all clear on this. The list are the guys that were the, the top players of last season, right?
0: No. Is that how they're doing it? No, no. It's who they think is going to be the best players of 2022. Okay. Based off – I see it right based, here and it at the top 100 based players what of 2022. Based off what we saw uh-huh. from 2021.
1: I think that's how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it was like – Best players of last season is that does is that counts as the 2022 season or is this the 2022 season?
2: So I, so it's kind of what they are saying. Basically, what Jarvis said is that they're they're saying who is going to be the best in 22 based on what they did in 21. So I guess they're saying that to say to not include what you know the years before that. Right. Right. Yeah. So in other yeah. words, like argument, I don't have a argument I, it's, it shouldn't be over Devontae is because Devontae has been this for three or four three four five years but they're basing it just off last year. I think it's the parameters they're trying to use if that's what
1: you are saying. Yeah, and see, and my thing about that, I I don't think that we really understood the magnitude of what Cooper Cup did. Uh, What he did is really, really tough, man, and there's been a lot of great receivers over the years, but I don't think any of them. This hasn't been done since Jerry Rice, right? I believe that's correct. And that's saying a whole lot. Go. Now, I don't know. I'm not saying Cooper Cup can duplicate that a year, two years, three years. I can't just shoot it down like it didn't happen.
0: No?
2: I was wrong. I'm sorry. The last player that did it was Steve Smith. Okay. okay. Steve Smith in 2005. Oh, that's, yeah. That's still, that's still a long time. Oh, yeah. I was snapped. in high school.
0: He snapped out, though. I do remember that season. The postseason was good, pretty good, too, until they were eliminated. But, yeah, okay, got you. That is still a long time. Correct. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. I
1: was also I was starting high school.
0: Wow, you see what
1: I'm saying? It's a long ass time.
0: Yeah, that is, that is. Um, so
1: I can't just shoot. I can't just shoot that down. My only, my only argument with the list was to me, Aaron Donald should have been number one. But like, I can definitely see having Tom Brady number one because like, not only was he still great, had one of his best seasons last year, he just got freaking Julio Jones. He's probably gonna have it he might have an even better year this year. And we already know by week seven or eight, is gonna be able to pass a weed test and he'll come back by then. Hmm. So like I can't I can't argue with that either. Even though I want Aaron Donald to be number one. I think that he deserves it. But, you know, Tom yeah. Brady to being number one is not the worst thing in the world. It's very it's very much another filler in the cap for him to be number one on this list at his age. Um but you know him and Aaron Donald to me are interchangeable. at Number one, you know, so I can't I can't argue with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm but I'm not gonna act like Cooper Cup didn't just like have one of the best receiver seasons of all time.
0: What was Cooper Cup's number again? What was it no, four? He was four. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I I don't really have a lot of complaints. I mean, just because like it doesn't really matter. They always screw the list up to me. Uh, Terrence, I know you're yeah. kind of on the same side that I'm on where we don't really pay close attention to those things. I don't care
1: about them. I don't care about
0: them. Yeah, and uh, I'm cool with Cup being four. I, I do agree to you. You cannot forget about the season he had, and that's the reason why he's so high at four. He's never been this high, I don't think, ever. So that's the reason why he's four, but, you know, there's three players better than him, and I can see in 2022, based on what we saw from last year, they're saying in 22 he'll be the fourth best player. <laughs> I can see that because I don't even know if he'll really be a top five player this year. Everybody's going to be waiting on Cooper Cup now. Somebody's going to have to do something else like Robert Woods. He may be the guy that will break out this year. Cooper Cup just cannot get that many catches, touchdowns, targets, and all of that again. You've got to do something to take that away. So if that's the case, I'm cool with him being at four. He may not even be a top five, like I said, because... I told you how I think the Rams season is going to go this year, whether it's Matt Stafford injury or whether it's just you know I don't I don't know, and but I just think the Rams are going to stink it up, and they're going to be like one of the, the the worst teams coming off of a Super Bowl victory, and usually it's the Super Bowl team that loses, it's the, that has a Super Bowl hangover, but I think it actually will be the Rams more than the Bengals. Um, I don't know, we'll see. Matthew Stafford has an injury an elbow injury or something like that that they're trying to downplay. <laughs> don't forget that story that they're starting to, you know, like they're only giving you the opening pages. This story is going to go on throughout the season, and, you, and everybody will say they probably should have set Stafford down or he probably should have went ahead and had a quick surgery. He's, he's, he's downplaying it, saying I'll be fine, and uh, he's not going to be. That's That will probably be the reason why the Arizona Cardinals will be better than the Rams this year. I don't know, but I don't see it happening. But anyway, Cup, those are some of the reasons why Cup probably won't even be top five. So, I'm okay with him being four because that's pretty damn good. But it's based off last year. And that'll never happen again uh, for, for him. That'll never happen again. He's good, but that won't happen again. Uh, all right. So, again, I ain't going to trip on the list. It is what it is. Um, they're telling you how the season is going to go. John Brady will probably be number one. For anybody that doubts it and says it's Aaron Donald or it's this and that or that, they won't be playing. It'll be Brady probably playing, holding that damn trophy up once again. And it'll happen uh, at one of the the most craziest times of his life where he's 45 and he's telling people at the presser that he's got a lot of shit going on in his life at 45. And he seems stressed out. He's looking a little stressed out. And uh, I don't know. Uh, is he losing sleep these days, or he ain't had his avocado ice cream or what? But he he just looked pretty bummed out, and he was a little honest with the public. This makes you believe with all that drama in his life, along with uh, a banged-up offensive line, that he may not have the time to, to, to get to Julio Jones, to get the ball to Julio and Michael and all the rest of those guys. Who knows? Then again, he may overcome it all <laughs> and still. Be an eight-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, Don't drink the Kool-Aid, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drink it. Um, That's all I've got. Uh, We still got to a damn hour. We apologize. We hope that you're jogging. You're in the gym. You were on your commute to work. (laughs) There was something where you had the time to listen to the entire episode because there was not a bad minute in the show. We appreciate it, Nick. I appreciate it, T. Uh, that's all I've got. This is the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcasts. Download and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is up. And this is the end of this one. We've talked about the AFC South. Everybody's got the Colts. And everybody still thinks the Texans and the Jaguars will be pretty bad. And we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo staying in San Francisco. Um, just can't get rid of him. But I'm okay with it. I really am. I'm all about winning the whole damn thing, and this is the best chance we have at that now that we still save money. That's all I was about, that $25 million, and we kept it. And we also talked about the list that we just finished about with Nick, and we talked about Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say it one more time before we go here. Lamar, Lamar, it's not week one yet. You can shut it down if you would like. It's okay, all right? You want your chips and your dip in order for you to get it, Just don't play. That's the only way it's guaranteed. You missed the last four games, if not five, of last regular season, and they missed the playoffs because you couldn't lace them up. Lamar, don't do it. This is the dumbest move ever. Unless you're going to win, 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 no matter what, and go all the way to the Super Bowl and win that bitch too and pull a Flacco, which I'm not doubting it. But if you get hurt, None of that happens, and Deshaun Watson contract doesn't happen if you get hurt. Don't do it, Lamar. Don't do it. Is there anything else anyone has left? Uh, shout out uh, to Serena Williams. She began her uh,
2: was supposed to be her final U.S. Open run today. Uh, she won six three six three, so she is on to the second round. Hey. Uh, shout out to the goat man.
1: That yeah, absolutely. Cool. Hey, we're all pulling
2: for Serena one more time.
0: That is the GOAT. Um,
2: She needs to to have a Kobe walk-off performance right here, 60 points.
0: She'll probably play – she'll probably last a little longer this time just because everybody's watching, so it'll be great for the ratings. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she made it all the way to the final damn game and lost that one. Um, And they just got everybody reeled in, watching and watching and watching on the edge of the seats. Hey,
1: you know what, though? If she gets to the final game and it's her and and Naomi Osaka and – Osaka has to give that Shawn Michaels Ric Flair uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. I love you, Ace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, look. That, if anybody knows that moment, that you would be laughing as well because that is very funny. Shawn Michaels retired, <laughs> retired the shit out of Ric Flair. Uh, with, 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 well, with uh, so we thought, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So we thought at the time, yeah. Uh, right. And he needs to sit his old ass down. But, uh, yeah – uh that's it that's all i got and uh <laughs> another good wrestling reference nick that terrence gave us uh but yeah shout uh, out to uh, we will
1: we will clearly not have a show where i don't give a wrestling reference and nick doesn't bring up kobe we almost got through the show without kobe being brought up
0: i know right with a loss <laughs> <laughs> how'd i do it on this one? Barely. Oh yeah the C- yeah right See sport performance yeah he didn't even know he did it. My goodness! See there, it's 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 like a disease, man. It's like a disease. Kobe fans, like, and him passing away again, rest in power. But man, that just really did it. You can't say a damn bad thing about Kobe anymore now. I mean, like, damn. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, we're done. That's it. That's all I've got. Uh, shout out to Serena. Um, good luck to you. I doubt you're gonna win it though. I doubt they do that. She hasn't. She hasn't won in a quite some time either. Uh, that's crazy. But, hey, we'll see. We will see. I'm not going to go through the suspense, and, you know, I'm not going to do it. If she makes it to the final, holler at me. Um, I don't keep up with it like I used to. I never missed a Serena match, though, back in the day, and I know enough to know that she is definitely the GOAT. I don't have any milk right now on me, but if I did, yeah, I'll be taking a sip of milk right now to the GOAT, Serena Williams. Um, That's it, though, ladies and gentlemen. This was another great show. And, again, one more time, Lamar Jackson. Um, I understand you betting on yourself, and I and if there's anybody that can do it, it's probably you. But the way you play, your style of play, I just think you're really rolling the dice, partner. Don't do it. Um, but if they do do it, and if he gets hurt and doesn't get the big contract and Hundley is their quarterback, the Ravens could get a lot of damn draft picks for Lamar Jackson and then get the, some receivers for Ravens fans. And Lamar Jackson could go – I don't know. He could go anywhere. He would get paid, though, his money, and the Ravens would have their receivers with their accurate quarterback, and everybody's happy. No? Nobody wants that to happen? Okay. No. Whatever. All right. Well, just a thought. <laughs> That's it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for the great debate show. Uh, y'all, please, be safe out there. We out.
1: Peace out, get out. Know-